happened at the museum. Smith was constitutionally a highly nervous, sensitive man, and his irritation at Reddy's absence knew no bounds. He thought that the tablet ought to supply a very important part of the legend, and his impatience to verify his theory produced in him an almost incredible state of mental excitement, which grew greater as the days passed. At length, Reddy returned, and the tablet was given him to clean. When he saw the large size of the patch of deposit, he said that he would do his best with it, was not, apparently, very sanguine as to results. A few days later, he took back the tablet, which he had succeeded in bringing into the state in which it now is, and gave it to Smith, who was then working with Rawlinson in the room above the secretary's office. Smith took the tablet and began to read over the lines which Reddy had brought to light, and when he saw that they contained a portion of the legend he had hoped to find there, he said, I am the first man to read that after more than two thousand years of oblivion. Setting the tablet on the table, he jumped up and rushed about the room in a great state of excitement, and to the astonishment of those present, began to undress himself. Smith's dramatic reaction achieved mythological status in itself, to the point that probably all subsequent Assyriologists keep the tactic in reserve, just in case they too find something spectacular. Although I've often wondered whether Smith might not have suffered an epileptic response to his great shock, for this reaction could be a symptom. Smith chose a very public platform from which to announce his discoveries, the December the 3rd meeting of the Society of Biblical Archaeology in London in 1872. August dignitaries were present, including the Archbishop of Canterbury, since the topic had serious implications for church authority, and even the classically disposed Prime Minister W.E. Gladstone. The meeting ended late and in unanimous enthusiasm. For Smith's audience, as it had been for the man himself, the news was electrifying. In 1872, everyone knew their Bible backwards, and the announcement that the iconic story of the Ark and the Flood existed on a barbaric-looking document of clay in the British Museum that had been dug up somewhere in the East was flatly indigestible. Overnight, the great discovery was in the public domain, and no doubt the Clapham omnibus buzzed with... Have you heard about the remarkable discovery at the British Museum? In 1873, the Daily Telegraph newspaper stumped up funds to send Smith back to Nineveh to find more pieces of the story. He succeeded in this rather more rapidly than might have been envisaged, and having sent a telegram to announce that he'd discovered another missing flood fragment, his expedition was brought to an expeditious end by the sponsors. It's worth quoting Smith's account of this. I telegraphed to the proprietors of the Daily Telegraph my success in finding the missing portion of the deluge tablet. This they published in the paper on the 21st of May, 1873. But from some error unknown to me, the telegram as published differs materially from the one I sent. In particular, in the published copy occurs the words, "'As the season is closing,' which led to the inference that I considered the proper season for excavating was coming to an end. My own feeling was the contrary of this, and I did not send this. Many an archaeologist will have profited from this learning experience, the rule being that if you find something spectacular right at the outset of a season in the field, tell no one, least of all your sponsor, until the last week of the funding. 
Smith was never to learn the fact that this new piece turned out to belong not to the Gilgamesh series at all, but to a similar, earlier mythological composition concerning the flood called after its hero, Atrahasis, whom Smith called Atar-P. He accurately described it as relating the command to build and fill the ark and nearly filling up the most considerable blank in the story. Smith's fame is visible in a charming postage stamp journal called The Philatelist that dates to this very period. The 1874 edition contains an oblique tribute to Smith's reputation in the form of a note under the heading The Latest Post Office Puzzle. The number of foreigners resident in London brings a large quantity of letters from abroad, and the forms which Leicester Square or Soho assume in the addresses of these missives might even cause Mr George Smith of the British Museum, the interpreter...